0: So last week we had on a senior who's entering her final semester at Campbell University, and she talked about the mindset of a student as they enter the final semester and embark on a new journey. Well this week we have on a recent graduate of Campbell University. Emily McIntosh earned her degree in Communication Studies in 2015, and today she is the Content Strategist for the North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources, which is an amazing job and we'll talk about that later. The journey to landing this job wasn't necessarily easy. So Emily is with us today to talk about what it took to get her foot in the door in this career and how her perseverance paid off. Emily McIntosh is joining us today. I'm Billy Liggett, joined by co-host Kate Stoneburner, and this rhymes with orange. All right, so Emily, you arrived in campus in 2011, and that's actually the same year I did.
1: Yeah. Oh, cute! Yeah.
0: So we're <laughs> cute. <laughs> um, we asked this of everybody, as you know, uh, what made you choose Campbell University back in 2011?
1: That is an excellent question. Thank you for asking me, Billy. Um, Campbell, I chose Campbell for multiple reasons. Um, there were a few kind of variables going on throughout the senior year of high school. Um, just picking what I wanted out of a university, I think I applied to seven schools at the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so what? What drew me to Campbell overall was um, North Carolina. I love this state. Uh, I have quite a few family down here, so the idea of being here, being close to family, um, and being in this state—I was living in New Jersey at the time, so I kind of wanted to get away from there, um, be away from things, yeah. <laughs> if <that makes> sense. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I've never been to New Jersey. I don't. It's I, that, lovely, that, okay. <laughs> but I was ready for a change of pace, um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be close to family. Uh, but what drew me to Campbell versus other schools. There's so many schools in North Carolina, but what drew me so much to Campbell was, and I think so many people have mentioned this, and I just want to drive it home is it's community feeling. I toured plenty of schools when I was visiting North Carolina, and I think what drew me here was this sense of community that was almost palpable that I felt throughout my tours. I felt an orientation, and then I definitely felt the entire four years of being at Campbell. Um, There was just something about the staff here, about the students and the professors. Um, I definitely never felt like I was just a number. I felt like an individual student recognized for everything I was doing, whether it was in the classroom or not. Um, and I could see that. I think I had a gut sense of that when I was touring and when I was picking schools. Um, so at the end of the day, I chose Campbell and the rest is history.
0: And that answer has eaten up the entire show, and so thank you very much. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So no, no, was, no. Sorry. And if you hear a cough in the background, that's my uh, four-year-old son, Henry. He is joining us here today. So, uh, hey, hey, Henry. <laughs> yeah, I heard one. Um, so, we are, this is our 39th episode, and uh, we have a Rhymes with Orange first in that we are usually searching for our guests, but you tweeted at us saying you wanted to be you had to be i guess that's right. and, and so our first question was why but then so we've got a good <laughs> sh- we've got a good show Glena, but but what made you do that cuz we we don't see that very often
1: um that's a great question first of all i love campbell i love everything about it and any opportunity that campbell has for me as an alumnus to be a part of uh any opportunity i'm going to i'm going to take it i'm going to take a chance um i had heard about Ranks with Orange, the podcast through one of your former guests and a former coworker of mine jeff smith um He was on the show, did a great job, had nothing but great things to say about Rhymes with Orange and the show. And then I listened to quite a few more episodes after that. Um, I love podcasts. I love listening to them. That's a majority of what I listen to while I'm working or in the car. Um, And then uh, one of you on Twitter, whoever's in charge of the Twitter account for Rhymes with Orange, um, posted this excellent Onion article about uh, (laughs) the amount of millennials doing podcasts and yet there being no... No people, no guests to have on their show. Um, and I saw that as an opportunity. And I took my chance and responded to the tweet with a with a clever gif of, um, oh, what's her face from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where she goes, I'll do it. I volunteer all my time.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's actually perfect. Because it, it, we usually don't just take anybody off the street and say, yes, be our podcast guest. We do, but... You know, for, this, for the sake of this, we'll say we don't. But no, this actually works perfectly, because last week we had on Lydia Huth. I don't know if you know Lydia or not, um, but she, um, we brought her on because we wanted to know the mindset of a graduating senior, mm. and she's a senior, and she's graduating this May, and uh, she was a great guest. And when I got the request from you, I said, well, Emily is a recent graduate, so where we had the What is Next in My Life podcast last week, I think this week is more of the It's four years removed from graduation now, where's Emily at, and talk to us about these last four years. So that's where we're going to start. We're going to talk about um, getting your degree and what was next. And uh, you earned your degree from Campbell in 2015 in communication studies, and now you are the content strategist for the State Department of Natural and Cultural Resources, which sounds like an amazing job. But I understand your path wasn't easy. So let's talk about graduation day and what happened after that.
1: Yes, yes. I was gonna say four years is probably not a long time but it seems like ages it seems like forever ago uh so let's see uh actually my story starts a little bit before i graduated um as you may know billy i am very good friends still with and was at the time with sean neal who was uh editor-in-chief of the campbell times her senior year that's right and when you started advising and uh she UNC TV, which was my first um employer who utilized my experience at campbell um or i guess i used my degree from they came to a grad fair over at the convocation center and sean went and i did not i was actually working on an internship at the time so i i was like oh i don't need to go to that i'm i'm doing <laughs> the thing in real life um but she went and she reached out to them and gave them their resume um so fast forward to graduation i um had been doing had been interning for two years at Campbell with the football team, working with uh, the coaching staff on shooting video for practices and games. And I thought that that was what I wanted to do after I graduated. So literally the next day after graduation, I took a plane ride to Arizona to the collegiate sports video conference, um, to network and to, you know, show my experience like, Hey, I just graduated, hire me as a intern or a GA. And I realized, I think I knew it a little bit in my heart, but I think I realized it more at the conference that that was not what I wanted to do with my life. Mm -hmm. I was glad that I didn't spend too, too much money on realizing that fact. um, (laughs) Despite the plane ride. Yeah. That's pretty good. (laughs) Right. So I came home and I knew that I still wanted to be in communication studies. I still wanted to be in digital and new media. I was very passionate and still am about all of that. Um, But I needed to take a step back and realize, try to figure out where I was going and from there, um, because obviously, you know, I wasn't doing it immediately upon graduating. Mm.
0: That's that's uh that's not easy. That's not an easy decision to make.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was not easy, and I thank my wonderful family for being so supportive about letting me come back home, um, figure out what I wanted to do, and get some jobs from the time being, Cause uh, I think I just recently bought a car, which I had, did not have a car my entire four years at Campbell. So I was very excited about that, but also like, Oh wait, no, I can't just like, gotta go, pay for this now, I need yeah. to pay for this now. <laughs> and they need to get North Carolina. It, you have to basically drive everywhere to get yeah. to where you want to go. So I was like, I can't just, it's not like Campbell. I can't just walk to work. Yeah. Um, so I got a job at Whole Foods in Chapel Hill. Shout out to everybody there. They're so great. Um, and it was a huge blessing for me, Looking back, I think I think we can all agree that most everybody should have an opportunity upon any, you know, especially those formidable years. But any time to be in a service industry, to be in customer service, to be having to interact with strangers that way on a daily basis. And that definitely gave me foundational experience for that. Um, And I that helped a lot with everything else that I've done in my life. So um, it was it was extremely needed, extremely important for me. Um, and so in the middle of that, in the midst of that, Sean Neal was in the middle of her internship with UNC TV, who she had just given her resume to before graduating. And they had a position opened up or an internship opened up the winter semester. So I guess like what would be around now. Um, and they, I applied, she was like, you should apply. They still take, you know, post-grads. Um, and it was paid. I was like, that sounds great. (laughs) Um, so I applied and, and they hired me, and I, for six months, was working both jobs. I was at Whole Foods part-time and UNC-TV part-time. And then they hired me on full-time in May of 2016. Um, and then through there, transitioned into my current job at the North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources. Awesome That's story. pretty great. So what exactly were you doing at UNC-TV? How did you know, oh, maybe this is what I want to do? Great question. So um, the internship was for uh, the digital the digital department, um, so the job at the time entailed creating digital media, um, parlaying from the broadcast content, creating your own digital content. Um, yeah, photography, yeah. writing, videography, all of the things that encompassed my entire digital and new media concentration with Com studies. It okay. was honestly the perfect job. Um, I learned so much from there, getting to kind of stick my hand in multiple types of interesting you know aspects of the job and also just made me fall in love even more with North Carolina there's just this I I know it's my job to talk about how great it is but I also <laughs> believe it in my heart it is just such a wonderful place with so much culture so much to do and see and it's beautiful no matter which direction you're looking and what you know east to west yeah. it's got everything Um and UNCTV helped me realized that more and more the more I was there. That's great. It that sounds like it was right up your alley, but yeah.
2: it didn't take you too long, it sounds like, from the time that you went to the conference in Arizona to finding the UNC job. But did it feel like a long time? Were there times at Whole Foods where you thought,
1: what you am I doing? You can't see with my, my face right now, but the <laughs> face was, yes, it did. It felt super daunting. The only, I mean, I was, I'm a talented person, I'm sure, but also it was a lot of prayer. It was a lot of family being mm-hmm. supportive of me and my endeavors. It was, you know just patience that i gave to yeah. myself and my family gave to me yeah and and it does in hindsight it doesn't seem like any time at all because i'm sure there's plenty of people who are still trying oh, yeah. to find find jobs in their field um so i'm extremely lucky in that in that regard
0: and you mentioned family and you sound like you had a great support system but after four years at a private university and and you're six months in and, and still looking some parents might look at that and say, all right, Emily, what's, uh, what's going on today? So you got <laughs> yeah. none of that. Though. Yeah,
1: no. Um, I think my mom, who is just, oh my gosh, the strongest woman I know in my life was very, um, my whole life adamant about, you know, as long as you're working hard, as long as you're making strides toward doing what you want and, and getting to the goal that you want to do, it doesn't really matter how much time it takes you. What matters is that you're making effort. And, uh, she saw that in me and I was working on, freelance projects and um photography stuff on the side while i was at whole foods so i think she saw me and obviously you know applying for jobs is also like a full-time job Definitely. in itself so her seeing that in me um gave her the confidence in me to not yeah be like what are you still doing here i'm leaving. are you trying to don't <laughs> yeah. you want to leave
0: so we uh, we asked lydia her advice for for students and you sounds sounds like you got great advice but um we we have a batch of seniors who are they're Really into the job hunting right now in the career mm-hmm. and uh, and you've lived it. So your advice,
1: um, I have A few th- words of wisdom that I hope I can impart on these um, seniors who are coming upon their graduation one thing uh, I think that was extremely beneficial to my not only my Academic health at Campbell, but also my you know friendships and the relationships that I built over the years that I'm still you know still I have today is uh i guess it still applies to seniors stay home on the weekends that's my advice (laughs) or stay at campbell stay stay here in your dorm don't go home don't don't go to unless you have to i mean i know we have families and you know sometimes they need us when things happen i definitely went home on weekends but if you can and if you have a good solid group i would very much encourage you to find things to do over the weekend in your dorm like have some fun take advantage of the amazingness that is campus, this really safe, really sprawling and beautiful place that you can just, you know, go to town and like be a college kid, have a great time. Uh, So that's my advice to all Campbell students. I don't, you know, if you're a senior and you've been going home every week, maybe, you know, take this opportunity in your last semester to to enjoy and bask in the beauty of Campbell while you still can. Uh, I think some advice that I would give to seniors specifically, is to not worry so much about applications i mean i speak from Mm -hmm. you know my personal experience i know it's different for everybody it's different for every major and program um there's so much you know preparation that's involved in other especially science-based um modes of careers but i would also say that um man it just like just enjoy just enjoy your time at campbell just sit you know When you've got your 10 minutes in between your 9 a.m. and your 10 a.m., and you're sitting in front of D. Rich Hall, and you're seeing all the beauty, just, like, stop for two seconds, take a nice deep breath, and say, wow, this is really beautiful, and then go about the rest of your day. Um, Because when it's over, it's over. Because when it's over, it's over. When you're back and you do the exact same thing, it does not feel the same at all.
2: Yeah. And we could do a whole nother podcast on the signs of finding a job and
1: how much is just right place, right time and waiting it out. And, and right I feel person, like you yes. have a story that Absolutely. really speaks to that. Yeah, certainly. well and that's and all of that is a great testament to the relationships I formed and the time I invested mm-hmm. in the people at Campbell. Even just friends, not just my professors, which were also a huge help to me. But just making the friends I made, I would not have the position I had at UNC-TV without True. Sean Neal, who, you know, we... We weren't dorm mates, but, you know, we were both in the same communication program, so we spent a lot of time studying for tests and, and working on projects together. All of that formed into the trajectory that my career led to today.
2: So today you're the content strategist for the North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources, which Billy and I both think is so cool as <laughs> semi-communication professionals on my part, yeah. um, and you oversee the state's arts history libraries and what i just asked is does that include museums and nature preserves and things like that yes it
1: does friend it includes all of those things and i i can for a second talk about each individual um aspect to north carolina department of natural and cultural resources it's kind of a mouthful Mm -hmm. so we call it dncr is um a state entity and it oversees exactly all of the things you mentioned it oversees the arts which includes the art museum the symphony um other aspects like that it includes uh, history, which is yeah the museums, historic sites, historic preservation, um, archives. It includes um, I mentioned the museums. It includes oh gosh, let me. There's there's so much. That sounds like a lot. It yeah, is, <laughs> everything cool and historical that's in North Carolina. Literally, what I said in the interview. Um, they I the best part about this job is exactly the. It is, it's not only just a job that is in the umbrella of North Carolina, but it is, we, all I get to do is highlight the incredible things of North Carolina. It's, it's literally the best parts. State parks is another thing. That's the other part too. too. It's all of the state parks. Um, I get to visit and talk about and include in my daily life, all of the amazing, amazing things about North Carolina. Um, so, yeah, my job as content strategist is in the marketing department, so I work with my boss, the chief content officer, to create content throughout the web, social media, etc. cetera, um, just, again, highlighting the incredible, amazing things about North Carolina.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. The three of us in here are transplants in North Carolina, mm-hmm. from Ohio over here, Texas, and we have New Jersey over here, and yet we're all still here. We all had our yeah. chances to, to go away, and, and yet we're all still here, and uh, I think the way you're describing, you described North Carolina earlier, there's a lot that this state has to offer that our other states did not have to offer. And, uh, um, for me, it's weather because Texas and Louisiana was just so hot. Uh, (laughs) So hot. And when people complain about the humidity here, I have to laugh, but then, you you know, it's the beaches and everything. But what I wanted to bring up was, uh, um, in Raleigh, the museums are awesome and they're free. Yeah. And I I swear anytime there's a day where I can't take my kids outside and I'm in mean, Raleigh. It's the museum, and mm-hmm. they love it every time. And they don't get tired of it, and uh, just is that I I don't know what the question is there. I just want to say how much I love the museum. But is it, is that what I you're agree. hearing a lot, yes. or I, I just I don't know that a lot of other places are, have the free museums like that. It's the yeah. history. It's the science one. It's it's incredible.
1: And it, that what's so amazing, and I also fun tidbits about a few those museums, but also. The symphony and um, the art museum, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, commenters slash, you know, the social media world, Um, but I'm pretty sure that both of those were the first, North Carolina was the first state to um, have those come under the umbrella of the state. Most Hmm. um, most symphonies, most museums, especially art, aren't Mm -hmm. exactly funded by the state and North Carolina's is, which is very unique to the rest of the country. Um, and it's really, really awesome because it provides those exact opportunities um, by being being free. So more people can have access to more art, more science, more history, all of that.
2: That said, do you have a favorite of the museums or do you have a favorite? I don't know if you guys oversee everything in Maymandir. She's if it's not just allowed this. to have favorites.
1: <laughs> She's <laughs> on a- our <laughs> podcast.
2: We'll just edit this out. This is just for me.
1: <laughs> uh, my favorite so far, and I haven't visited... I, there are so many. I have not visited everything. I am a huge fan of the zoo, which is also technically okay. under there. I, right? um, it's lovely. I am a huge fan of the art museum. Um, and I think the the history and science museums have special places in my heart just because the department, uh, the building that we do our work in is literally across the street. So oh, okay, cool. we spend a lot of time there. Um, getting to know all the people who work there and it's just really special to me and also the science museum i worked there the summer i want to say in between sophomore and junior year of campbell so it also has a special place in my heart too that'd be so fun
0: well these go really quickly these podcasts are already past the 15 minute mark so it's usually when we start you know winding down but we found you know in in studying you
2: (laughs) stalking you stalking you the
0: past (laughs) few days. I saw that you're a
1: twin. I am.
0: All right. So I'm not a twin. Kate, are you also twin? Also not a twin. All right. Me. So let's talk
2: about being a twin.
1: <laughs> uh, is it fraternal
0: yeah. brother, a uh, sister? or
1: Fraternal brother.
2: Yep. Okay. Mm, cool. Um, Do you have a secret language? <laughs> <laughs> secret
1: handshake? I was going to get
0: into that one. But yeah. No. <laughs> we
1: have a few little quirks and, and oddities. Um, we don't currently have a secret language, but my grandma will tell you that when I was young and we were just learning how to talk. I had my own language that my brother understood and nobody else did. And so I would say something in some, whatever gibberish it was. And somebody would be like, what is And my brother? Be like, she wants this or, you know, would translate for them. I think that's the closest we've gotten to, um, to any language, quote unquote, but also we have, you know, endless, endless inside jokes and shared experiences and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, life things. And he's, it's, it's been fun having him close to Campbell while I was there because um, he became good friends with most of my good friends, you know, just kind of came into the fold of nice. of the Campbell community. Um, and I'm, I think he's also in one of the yearbooks. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to go back and look for it. He's in, you know, how they have um, in the back where you have every all the student photos, sure. all the student ID photos. And then they have, you know, I don't know if they still do this, but. In our yearbooks, they had little candids, you know, that yeah. kind of just populate throughout. And he is in one of them. Oh, my right. gosh. So he, awesome. So right. he's kind of... I don't know if that counts for anything as far as Campbell student, but...
0: Well, I was going to ask if he actually stayed back in New Jersey, but it sounds like he was down here when you went to college here as well. Is he still in North Carolina? He
1: is. Yeah. He lives up in North Raleigh with um, a friend of mine from Campbell, uh, George Yosnitsky. So... And wow. those also... There of that family is also very heavily tied to the Campbell community. So yeah, gosh, Campbell is just, he's an honorary Campbell. He yeah. is an honorary Campbell, I think. And it, Campbell, just another proof that it's touched every aspect of my life in some way.
0: Well, uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, uh, we're going to end it today just by talking about jobs. You worked at Whole Foods. You, uh, preface that by saying that it was a great experience though. And you love the people there, but have you had a bad job before?
1: I don't think the jobs were bad. I definitely have some customer experience stories that have humbled me and mm-hmm. have um, stayed with me as a reminder that I am not, you know, you know, you come from somewhere, right? You got to start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think that's a testament. It's not necessarily a testament to my employers or to the companies or organizations themselves. Um, but that being said, one job that was very interesting Um, was my time actually two Christmases during Campbell. Um, So also at the time I'm borrowing my mom's car to get to these jobs. I'm like, you know, dropping her off at work and then driving to my (laughs) jobs. Um, Or she's picking me up or somebody's taking me. Is um, I was at a photographer at Santa's Village over at Crabtree Uh, Mall in Raleigh. Oh, my gosh. That
0: sounds incredible. Wow, we could do a whole podcast. Oh,
1: that sounds so stressful. No, that's a lot of high energy. Yes, high energy, Mm -hmm. um, lots of, you know.
0: Look at the camera, stop crying.
1: Yes, 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 yes. And it's very much, I'm, I'm told from my family members who went and visited Santa, you know, And when they were kids, um, that things are very different. You know, you take the Polaroid, like you only have one chance to get this picture right. And if you don't get it right, okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. And these days it's very much like you, we are taking at least 10 photos between getting the, you know, the beautiful shot of everybody's face and smiling to the candids of them giving the letter to Santa you know, all of these things, everybody, you know, they want all of this. And there's plenty of parents who come in saying, this is our Christmas photo, like the one Don't that we will up. send this. And we <laughs> will stay here awful. until... Wow. I thought I've had you know. bad jobs, but mm-hmm. that that probably is going
0: to win this. But yeah. we'll go ahead and, and we'll ask Kate. What about you? <laughs> you
1: can't follow that. Out. You can't. My...
2: I had some Christmas jobs, Christmas-themed jobs, I mm. guess. You know what? It wasn't Christmas-themed at all. It just wasn't my head. Um, I worked on a UPS truck for Christmas, oh and that was gosh. pretty fun because around Christmas time, the UPS truck is usually just about the best thing you can see. You're like, yes, my stuff's here, like, mm. finally. Always a
1: happy face to see you. Yeah, oh, yeah,
2: it's hard to be Unless mad at a UPS the delivery. delivery. Mm. Mm. That's, That's true. Good. Luckily, I did not do much past the first, and by that point, I think people were kind of over it, but that one was interesting. That was a lot of I was a lot of jumping and running and, I don't know, probably screwed up my <laughs> knees at a young age. But you I, say, like, I literal my... running?
1: Did you, like, jump? like? Yeah, there's, go, like, a time limit. It oh was, yeah,
2: gosh. you're supposed to take a certain number of seconds to get from the truck wow. to the door and back and stuff, so you got your whole route done. It was great, though. There were great people. I think the worst job was, I was a meat prep chef at a really sketchy state kitchen. I mm. cut the heads off the chickens. Like, they were already feathered, but I would just, like, cut and then chop down in the middle and then make it cut, like... At the tail. And then I would just
1: put them in a big bag. My eyes are like (laughs) bulging out of my head. Like, I can't believe if I had to do any of that, I would probably yeah. It
2: took some getting used to, but now I can marinate a steak. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You learn learn a lot in your jobs for sure. It wasn't fun at the time. Like you said, when you look back, you see what you learned from it and how it was great experience and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But at the time you're just like, get me out of here. Mm -hmm. I
0: once, I once took pride that I think I had every job imaginable before I got into my career because I had been a hotel front desk clerk. I'd been a cashier at a grocery store. I'd been a bagger at a grocery store. I've washed dishes. I've waited tables. That's my son in the background, Henry. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I've, I've done it all. Um, Weirdest job I ever had was one summer I was working at a dog food plant and they needed somebody from college or whatever to so it was between me this 5 foot 7 5 foot 8 whatever I was at the time skinny nothing and my 6 foot 3 friend and it was down to the two of us and they chose me to lift the 20 50 pound bags of dog food and load them onto the truck at the end of the thing so it was weird and we found out later is because they didn't really know who they were hiring they just like liked my application better or whatever but um it was, I thought it would be the worst job ever, but I was never more muscular after mm. a summer. Yep. And it was one of those jobs where you didn't have to think. You just mm-hmm. did it. Mm. You came in, yeah. you picked a few songs that you were going to have in your head that day, because we didn't have iPhones or anything like that mm. back then. And so, yeah, that was... But the worst one is also Christmas-related. I worked at a Toys R Us during the holiday season. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. every parent that you dealt with, the, the Santa thing, I dealt with them after that when they went to go get the <laughs> toys, and mm. they... I thought it would be this joyous occasion. I'm at a toy store in Christmas, and it was, it was two months of just agony, pure hell. <laughs> it was awful, and I would never wish that upon anybody or my enemy. So,
1: it's hard. It makes you stronger. I was ready for like a Mr. Miyagi reference, as yeah. far as like if you they picked you to lift the dog food so you could become muscular, <laughs> yeah. so or you eat. had like a lower center of gravity. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. well,
2: <laughs> so,
0: so we we were we lacked we lacked money in college. So this friend and I. Um, he ended up getting a job at a chicken plant. And he had to cut the heads off too, but they were still alive when he did Uh it. Yeah, they probably
2: probably have turned me off a little to the job. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and he had to pluck them also. Plucking is the worst. And gut. And he he did all. So I got the better end. Because when I heard dog food plant, I thought, oh, my goodness, what am I going to see? Well, all all I ever saw was the end of a conveyor belt and the bags. Mm -hmm. And so um yeah it was like nine dollars an hour back then that mm, was awesome it so did, yeah yeah well anyway emily this was uh, <laughs> this went all over the place but this that's the those are the best ones i think so thank you so much i hope yes. your podcast experience was everything that you thought it was. oh my gosh
1: guys this was incredible <laughs> and i also just want to say you guys are doing a great job campbell university you keep doing what you're doing you're doing really great and um i could not have asked for a better college experience than here
0: oh, we'll end it on that that's thank awesome. you very much